1: pop and everybody hello and welcome to popcorn culture my name is ben carlin and i am your host here with me today is my brother jay who will be in every episode your other host that's me jay jonathan carlin we're not getting into it why don't we just go ahead and get started with today's corny joke we are getting into it because other host <laughs> because i'm pretty sure last week we forgot our corny joke
2: did we and that it's a it's a vital part I,
1: of every episode i don't
2: feel like we did forget it but by all means Please drop us a corny joke, other May- host.
1: Maybe part of the gag will eventually be one of us thinking that we forgot it and the other person thinking we remembered it. And neither
2: of us really knowing.
1: And and neither of us really knowing, yeah. Okay, so why was the stadium so cold?
2: I don't know, Ben. Why was the stadium so cold?
1: Because there were a lot of fans. Uh- <laughs> Oh goodness gracious! This That's is a good one. This That's is one of one. those things where it's like, if do fans inherently make it cold, or do they just increase the amount of wind flow, airflow, what, whatever I'm trying to say? Like, if you're just moving 70 degrees across a room, right? Is it still 70 degrees, or like, would a, would a stadium full of fans actually make it colder? I actually have the same question as it pertains to sound. Right. So, like, how does sound stack upon one another? Like, if you have a five death deci- Sound. Yeah. And then someone else has a five decibel sound. Do your two five decibel sounds equal 10 decibels? Or are they the same volume? Or is it like harmonizing? Harmonizing. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's just like... It's like even more 5 decibels than it was if one of them wasn't there.
2: Or is it some... Is it is it like straightforward math like that? Is it like 5 and 5 equals 10? Right. You know? Or is it like 5 and 5 equals 7.5? Here's my thought. Is that if I'm sitting here just humming at 5 decibels, and you come in and also hum at 5 decibels, you've added more sound into the room. Correct. Right? So yes. to me... That is louder. Okay. But, so, but but you're right. I see the problem. This is like, yeah. it's,
1: it's also like noise canceling headphones. So the way that noise canceling headphones work is they are taking the, um, they're like taking a pulse on the, like they have a microphone facing outward right. to the outside world. Yeah. And then they play the opposite sound waves inside your ears mm-hmm. so that they cancel out and create zero noise. I think, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's, that's the best explanation I've ever been told. So like, okay. So for example, I think there's an app where you can play the same song and then like everybody in the room can have the app open and it is like having like a, like a boom box except every, oh. all you have is everybody playing the same song at exactly the same time right or is that just filling more crevices of the room with again the same volume of sound it is just easier to hear from more locations
2: i think it is
1: louder it is louder i
2: think it is louder so the, that's my that's my hard definite take on it and i can't wait to be proven wrong out there i am interested about the fans too is it like if you put enough fans at like a puddle of water can you get ice you know what i mean no right okay well because you're probably moving the water then at that point so that's probably not a great so it would it would yeah water in motion would certainly
1: require a even colder temperature in order to freeze but it doesn't mean it can't freeze is
2: the air just colder because it's being like like When you have wind chill, right? Yes. And the wind, like, when you get hit with the wind while it's cold outside, you are way colder.
1: But that's what they say. They say it feels like minus seven degrees, but the actual temperature is 10 degrees. No,
2: that's a different thing. That is a different thing? Uh, no, there's wind chill, and then there's like feels like versus is, and I'm like, whatever it feels like is what it is, guys. Shut up. Right, right.
1: Yeah, I feel like whenever there is wind on a cold day, what it is doing is exposing you to more cold faster. So it's like it's like how if it's raining and you run to your car, you
2: get exactly the same amount of wet as if you walk to the car, Right. Oh you are inviting all sorts of comments. This is this is such I think there's a minute physics about this, there's a Mythbusters about this. I think there's a busting of the Mythbusters about this. Oh goodness. I do not know the answer. At one point I would have said that walking to your car would get you less sweat than if you ran because you're exposing less of your body to the rain but of course then you're in the rain longer this is the question but i guarantee you we're going to hear from everyone about how that works good yeah and that's excellent tell us is it better to walk or run in the rain is it better to walk what do you
1: do in the rain do you carry an umbrella because first of all i do not carry an umbrella
2: (laughs) absolutely oh god we could talk about umbrellas i do not carry an umbrella never do you have one in your car is there one in like <clears throat> the little pocket behind the seat Oh there I think there is Not a small umbrella, but a big umbrella in Beth's car. Because first of all, pocket umbrellas, things like that. Just what do you? If you're gonna umbrella, I um, I I, I take the same approach as I do with uh uh, bears. Like you know, hey, if you're gonna be a bear, be a grizzly. You know, if you're gonna be an umbrella, be 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 a um, grizzly, a grizzly, (laughs) be a grizzly bear and yell at the rain until it stops.
1: This episode of Popcorn Culture is brought to you by Grizzly Umbrella Company. That's right, where we huge. (laughs) The first ever eight foot umbrella.
2: We promised it's different than beach umbrellas. It is. It, it is. is. It is. These it are is for made water. It is made of bear-proof. It is made of bear- <laughs> is Not only waterproof, but also bear-proof. <laughs> Grizzly umbrellas, we huge. <laughs> oh, we, we huge. Oh my gosh, someone needs to make us some graphic designs for our grizzly umbrellas. No, I don't carry umbrellas. Uh, I very frequently, if I think it's going to rain, I'll wear something that has a hood. Um, or, I'm a much bigger believer in rain jackets than umbrellas.
1: Okay, I would agree with you 100. So, I think that rain jackets... Are especially where we live in the world, like they're they're kind of strangely expensive jackets for something that have no insulative properties whatsoever. Right, like you are literally wearing an, um, an umbrella. You're
2: just wearing a waterproof shell.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're you're wearing a shirt shaped umbrella. Um, it is like yeah, just water repellent. But one of the most useful things living where we live, like I would say that I wear my rain jacket more days a year than any other jacket that i own oh do you i i believe that that would be accurate hmm. um it does help that i can layer my rain jacket which if you're in the market for oh, a rain jacket a, sh- a technical shell um then it's handy because you can like wear like a hoodie underneath it and then it's kind of like wearing a big jacket because right. it's both windproof waterproof and then insulated by your nice puffy soft sweater underneath mm. what yeah.
2: i wear is bearskin
1: <laughs> bear, actual actual bearskin <laughs> that's bear <right>. skin. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, I too, just have a rain jacket that I wear. Because you know what the massive advantage of a rain jacket versus- over bearskin? There's no advantages over bearskin, Ben. That's that's obviously top of the line no matter what. No matter what situation <laughs> when, you're in. When given the choice, take bearskin. <laughs> when given the choice, um, rain or no no rain, you know, just it's you probably want it. Uh, but the massive advantage of rain jackets over umbrellas is that you don't have to carry them and they yes. are much harder to forget places because I would wager that umbrellas are the most forgettable items you own. It almost <sighs>
1: seems like just literally, given the number of umbrellas that exist in the world everybody could just start leaving them everywhere Mm. like at all times like all umbrellas are communal umbrellas like that
2: ooh yes I have thought that before too all umbrellas are communal umbrellas. Right,
1: right. Yeah. yeah, so if you get somewhere and it's raining, and then when you're getting ready to leave, it's no longer raining, you just leave it there. And if we all do this enough times, then anywhere you go, there will always be umbrellas. Because I, a known fact, off the top of my head, yeah, 99.87% of all umbrellas are lost. Umbrellas.
2: That, I That has been my experience. I
1: don't know that I've ever, actually, this is not true because of just recently, I intentionally went out and bought a clear umbrella because Allie wanted one. Mm. But prior to that, that, That umbrella, I had never purchased an umbrella other than our umbrella company, Grizzly Umbrellas.
2: This is... They huge. That... (laughs) We huge. We huge. (laughs) (laughs) That is an interesting development in umbrella... In the umbrella world, I think, is that... Big umbrella. Is that they have become like a fashion, like part of your fashion. Yes. You know, like I think at one point, most umbrellas were all function. And someone somewhere was like, but what if also... It was part of yo look.
1: We, yo look. Yo In look. In which case clear is the acceptable. And yes. Like. Yeah. Solution. And and maybe it's more domey than you might expect. Like more like a, like a toadstool or something. Well, you know? Like, like they. Yeah. They, 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 I don't know how to describe it using only words. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well,
2: because the way it works is they're so domed, right, that you walk under it and look through the umbrella. Right, right? That's right. how it's supposed to go.
1: Oh my God. I did not ever think of that. That is the point of that's a clear the, umbrella, I think that's you can the point, see through it. But
2: it's also pretty trendy and cool looking. It
1: is very cool
2: looking. I do yeah. have to agree. Think I think it comes lo- with like windshield wipers? It should. It should. It should. Yeah.
1: Goodness. Hey, what is the point of windshield wipers on headlights? Like, have you ever what? seen this? Some Volvo station wagons specifically what? have windshield wipers on their little headlights. That's just breakable parts. It is just, breakable, just breakable parts. Like, I, I, I truly and genuinely do not understand how... <laughs> that is... how. No.
2: Like, I, I, I think that this is a thing. Is it raining mud? <laughs> it could be. Maybe if you're driving through a muddy street. Hang on, hang but on. But you know what? I really don't think you're driving through, like, such a dirty road that's going to, like kick up so much dirt that it's going to block your vision. That's ridiculous. That it's going to block your headlights in a Volvo.
1: Okay, so I just showed Jay a picture. It does, in fact, exist, and it is on Volvo specifically. Uh, but for a period of time, they had windshield wipers on their headlights. I su-
2: okay, I'm as I've thought about it for 30 more seconds now, I, su- I suppose there is an argument where if you live in a place where there's lots of snow on the ground and lots of salt, that driving behind people could kick up enough gunk that it might hinder okay so that's what they're going for yep. however i will say also that what is the one thing you do when you know it's gonna snow with your windshield wipers is you gotta like pop them up why do people do that so they don't get frozen to the windshield so They don't get frozen yeah they this don't get is- frozen in the windshield it seems to me that if you're in such a place where you have this problem it's also by definition too cold for your windshield wipers on your headlights to function that 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 seems likely and in the meantime you look stupid it's
1: so funny though i do i do the uh like every time i know it's gonna snow i'll go out and like i'll like lift the windshield wipers off of the car yeah and it's like something that i do because i feel like it makes me look knowledgeable about pending weather but i also i've i feel like most frequently Um, my complaint with this particular solution to problems is that there is just ice frozen to my windshield anyway. So even when I put them down, it's not helpful.
2: Do you think everyone's doing it because everyone's doing it and nobody knows why? I'm sort of
1: thinking that. I'm sort of thinking like, and I'm sure that people up north are going to email us and be like, this makes a huge
2: difference. You must do it. Don't be crazy. Um, Okay. Don't be crazy. northerners. we know you don't know why you're doing it either. Maybe, maybe. Maybe yeah. Yeah. this is also we're also going to get emails from like people in Seattle who are like, uh, "You must have a good umbrella." Oh and, yes, you know what I mean.
1: Yes, yeah, places or in where London, umbra- where like, like
2: rain is a huge part of the culture. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's such a odd thing to think about. Rain is. Did, did we, were we talking about a statistic one day where like apparently it rains over fifty percent of the days where we live? Is that accurate? I don't it's, know. It's oh, okay. I feel like growing
1: up, I would not have thought. I would have thought we had like thunderstorms. Would which, I'm going to say and complain about, I don't think we have nearly as many thunderstorms as we used to. Oh,
2: I will also, I feel like when we were kids, we had quality thunderstorms.
1: We, all the time. We all had, the time. We had the swing on the front porch. Remember the green front porch?
2: Yeah, I, ben, of course. I remember the green front porch. porch. Green we front used to porch. sit out there and eat Chili Willies. Chili Willies. Yeah.
1: Hey, that's something that I think people across the country probably pronounce differently. Oh,
2: yeah. Is some it, of them are going to be like Chili Williams. Some of them are going to be like Chili willickers None of those rhyme as well. Fr-
1: freezy Pops.
2: Okay, yeah. Okay, around the country, sound off, around the world even. Well, we're calling Chili Willies the appropriate title. You might also know as Freezy Pops or... Flavor Ice? Flavor Ice. Oh, Flavor
1: Ice, I well, see, yes. I,
2: even that is like, I say it Flavor Ice because they break it up, F-L-A dot V-O-R dot Ice, but just Flavor Ice. Flavor Ice. Yeah.
1: Br- brilliant title. That is that is always one of those where it's like, you know what we should sell? Kool-Aid in a tube and you freeze it.
2: Yeah, that's pretty much. So yeah, if you don't know Flavored what we're talking ice. about, it's that that tube of sugar water that's frozen in your freezer right now yeah and it comes in uh blue and all the other colors that aren't as good as blue
1: this is one of those strange areas where i actually like grape no the purple one Ben. i do like the purple one also do you remember when we were kids we would like we would like finish these off and there would be like a little bit of liquid left in the bottom which yeah, is the best part it
2: is the best part
1: and what i what we would do is literally like eat like 19 of these on like a hot summer's day take all of the leftover fluid at the bottom. And and pour it into a cup and then we would like drink oh
2: i don't remember this
1: this might have been a me and tyler thing. maybe it was a you
2: and tyler thing. but like
1: we would we would like literally and we would like kind of like hold the flavor ice with like two hands like try to melt more of it to get absolutely more, yeah you know like Realistically what we could have done is just gone and got like seven of them, laid them on the sidewalk, waited twenty minutes, and ne- then like had an entire cup full of
2: never occurred to me. <laughs> sugar
1: water. Yeah. But no, no. Instead we would eat so many of them so that we could like harvest the the last little dregs yeah. you know in the bottom of the plastic tube.
2: My memory of these things other than yeah, whenever it thunderstormed, we'd go out and sit on the porch swing with our mom and watch the thunderstorm and eat chili willies, the appropriate title for them. And I remember specifically we would always never we would specifically never eat the orange ones because we were under the impression that was our dad's favorite. So we leave those for him. That's so true. And I have no idea if that's actually true or if we just thought that. And he was like, man, <laughs> I never get any blues. <laughs> the blues, the best flavor. I'm stuck with the orange ones.
1: That is so funny because I'm sure even as I'm like your kids get older, I'd be willing to bet that something like that happens- for sure. Eventually. Yeah, they're
2: like, they're doing something out of kindness to you, and they're just wrong.
1: (laughs) Okay, okay. So, I'm gonna play a game with you, because I bet we also know our parents- Favorite candies based on our childhood perceptions. That me- I think it's, I think this is more true, but I bet you and I can both name mom's favorite candy if we go three, two, one, say okay. it at the same time, uh, and dad's favorite candy three, two, one, say it at the same time.
2: Okay, let's do mom's first.
1: Do you, do you think you can do this? Yeah, okay, okay, all right, ready? So mom's, yeah, three, two, one, almond, almond joy. joy, nice, yeah, yeah, this is like, this is such a thing. Uh, I feel like for every Mother's Day, mom's birthday, Christmas, whatever, they're always almond joys. Yes, I have. I have no. I feel like it was something that like would have felt like thoughtful to be like. We gotta make sure. Are these snowball candies? Is, did they snowball gift into them? Oh, oh like mom, like oh. it was like casually her favorite. But then right. like she actually ended up like just it became like she part of her brand.
2: Right. Ooh, maybe. I don't know. We'll
1: have to ask? What if her, her.
2: actual favorite candy isn't almond joys? That and she's never my, told us. I, <laughs> I could. I could never.
1: <laughs> she's like. I hate them.
2: I know that can't be true. I know that. Yeah. I know
1: that because yeah. uh, at the very least, growing up every year for um, what we now call Easter Mafavia Day, uh, formerly Valentine's Day, mom would give us. Do you remember the Whitman samplers? Oh, Whitman
2: samplers. Yeah, it,
1: it's like the two-layer uh, chocolate sampler box. Ben,
2: I can't even. I remember to this day the elation and the mind-blowingness of realizing there was a whole second layer to the Whitman sampler. Yes. and it was like the best thing ever.
1: It, it, yeah, exactly. It's like, it's, when you're looking at the size of the box, it is obvious yeah. that there's more going on than the yeah. top layer. Mm-hmm. But no, like, so you finish it, you get to peel off this like, you know, plastic flimsy tray. You set it aside with like the cherry cordial still inside of it. The and then you pick up the little foam packed paper thing to reveal a fresh set of candies.
2: But the thing is... It'd be very easy to just finish the top layer, and there'd be no reason to just take the top layer off. True. You know, you could very easily finish it and be like, "Well, I guess I'm done," and throw it out. And I think that's probably what happened. To me. It was like, "Well, I guess all my candy's gone." And then I discovered after that, like, "You're all, you haven't even started.
1: You—you—you're ha- only halfway there." Yeah. Yeah. Oh, goodness gracious. Okay. Now I wonder, do you know Dad's favorite candy? I believe so. Okay. 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 Three, two, one.
2: Reeses. Reese's. Nice. Absolutely.
1: This is another thing. I've gotten so many emails. Apparently, we say it wrong. We, well... Or or maybe we said it wrong.
2: We said it wrong. We said... We said Reese's. Reese's.
1: And people get frustrated because there's a candy called Reese's Pieces...
2: No, it's Reese's. It so it's I, I just Reese's. realized
1: that I'm saying it wrong. Even though the reason I'm saying it wrong is because wow.
2: Yeah, man. I did. I had this exact realization. I was like, no, no. Everyone says Reese's because it rhymes with pieces, <laughs> and pieces is not a word. It's definitely pieces. it's definitely Reese's pieces.
1: Okay, so is Reese the name of a person out there somewhere? I think
2: I think Reese. God bless him. Must have been. <laughs> The person who invented peanut butter and chocolate in cup form, and these are Reese's peanut butter cups.
1: Reese's.
2: Reese's. Possessive. Yes.
1: Okay, I see. I see. (laughs) Um, That is amazing. I have a funny story about uh, Reese's growing up. Um, I was basically the world's biggest chicken as a child. I was afraid. You? Me, yes. Hmm. I was afraid of everything. Mom had to come get me at my first sleepover because I couldn't make it through the night. Um, I had I had all these problems about going to camps and stuff because I was always so like afraid. I remember one year at ski school, I, uh, I, 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 I wasn't actually sick, but I insisted I was sick so that dad would come pick me up, which I'm sure was the most frustrating thing thing in the world because he finally got to go skiing and he put us in ski school so he didn't yeah. have to deal with us. Yeah, And I'm like sitting there with like my cup of styrofoam hot chocolate and I'm like, I need, I need my dad to come get me. And of course, like they're on the slopes where to this day, this is 20 years ago, to this day, there is still not cell service on Snowshoe Mountain. Yeah. Um. So like there's people like at the top of the lift lines, like asking for, for John Carlin. Oh God. So, so that like they could finally find a way to like get him back to me because I, I was so afraid. But um, interestingly, this story also has to do with skiing, but of a different variety. Okay. Um, so, do you remember water skiing when we were kids up in Lake Champlain, Vermont? Absolutely. Okay, familiar with it. I was there. It was my childhood too. Yeah. I have to ask you these questions to prompt you into you know me setting up the story. So Tell, uh, set the
2: scene. Paint set me a word set, picture, set, Ben. Did,
1: do you remember our shared memories? Of course you do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm asking you a redundant question. Um, So when we were kids, though, uh, our our family has a small cabin on Lake Champlain in Vermont. And uh, you had started water skiing, which just terrified me. Really? Like, oh my gosh. Like, I remember when you were out there, um, I was just so afraid that you were going to get hurt. And I was like, I was like so worried for you that like I couldn't watch and I was so scared. And I was like, if he falls, like this is going to be the end. Like, like, I'm like... (laughs) I have, like I, have, I do not remember you
2: being such like a like a chicken. Oh my gosh, but I was. Kid.
1: I was. It was so bad. It was so bad mm. and I think that like I think that I was empathizing with what I thought must have been your fear. Mm. Like I was like, well, he's terrified, surely. Um and so I was feeling the full force Of my perception of your fear that wasn't real, Ah. I think. Unless you were scared. Were you scared?
2: No, I was not afraid of water skiing itself. What I always disliked about the process of learning to water ski, specifically at our little like cove there, was that we'd always start like right next to the dock and like it was always just right above a bed of seaweed. Yes. And that was the part I didn't like because there's, oh, it's such a terrible feeling when you're in the water and there is seaweed touching your legs
1: oh all the way there's
2: no way to feel like it's not a lake monster or and it's like you know it's not and you know you're trying to communicate to the boat like i don't want to be above the seaweed and of course if you're in the boat and you're the parent you're like what shut up you know the parent the, (laughs) the seaweed is not a problem you know deal with it but uh yeah i don't i don't remember being afraid of water skiing itself
1: okay well i was scared out of my wits and um, we had these like trainer skis that had like a little like notch that like you know made it so your legs couldn't like the cool like, cats, yeah, the cool cats. Your yeah. so your uh, that was the name <clears throat> of the ski skis, that was the
2: name of the yeah, the trainer skis,
1: so your legs couldn't come apart, right? And um, mom was like, she's like, Ben, I really want you to try it. Like, I really I think you need to get out there, I think you need to be in the water, you need to hold on, and you're gonna pop right up. And I think that she saw it as like this teaching moment of like like, if I can just get him. To do it, then he will like get over the sphere. Mm-hmm. And, and
2: he'll stop being such a scaredy cat of a little kid. Mm-hmm. The, like uh, not just here, but in many, many situations. It's, like, it's become
1: a real problem. I can always put to the
2: water ski He's
1: he's always afraid <laughs> of everything. Mm-hmm. Um and so mom was like, Ben, if you do this, you can get ten candy bars. Wow. From Wags. Wow. Yep, Bribery. W- yep, West West Addison General Store. Uh still open to this day. Wags. Wags. Um And so I was like, no way, 10. Wow. 10. Wow. And it's like, like ears perked up. And this is, I think mom figured this out about me as a child is that I was terrified of everything, but with the right motivation. Your courage was for sale. (laughs) My courage was for sale. Absolutely. (laughs) Like, and I think my brain has these like totally incongruent uh, rationalization factors that are like coming into play here where it's like 10 candy bars and I'm willing to face mortal danger. (laughs)
2: That is hilarious. I would also, I think, and maybe you should talk to Mom about this, but I believe that there might be more to the to that particular situation from our mother's point of view because I'm pretty sure that you know maybe even before we were born when her and dad would go up there uh she wanted to learn how to water ski and I want to say it was not easy for her and that it took her like close to 30 tries behind the boat and the handle got like you know slammed into the back of her legs several times as the boat was trying to pull her up and she had like bruises on her legs. Oh goodness I did not know this. But eventually she got it and you know she liked doing it. Yes. And stuff. So I would bet that water skiing in particular is something our mom internalized as a you can absolutely get over this with enough effort.
1: Like if you try. Yeah okay. okay, I can see that. I can see that because I have had those same moments in my life where it's like I know that right now now you're standing on this side of can't do it. But I also know that I couldn't do it. And I tried and I tried and I tried and it worked. Right. And then once I got there, It was like, okay, yeah, you're on the other side of the fence now. You understand. Yes. Anyway, so I tried twice. Um, I weighed like 13 pounds. Yeah. Um, And so I basically shot clean out of the water.
2: (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Your body weight has a lot to do with how easy it is to get up on water skis. Yes. Versus the engine's power on the boat, which I'm going to tell you, our boat wasn't very fast. (laughs)
1: It was not very fast. We still have the same boat. Same
2: boat. I think our grandfather is willing it. To life,
1: I think he is. I mean, yeah. I, I think genuinely he bought it in like 1973. It's a Glastron, um, and I don't even know how many years old. I can't do quick enough mental math on the fly. It's like 50 years old, yeah, it's really old, yeah. But I used it like last year mm-hmm. to go water skiing, yeah, um, which I couldn't convince anybody to do, by the way.
2: What nobody would Are do you? it with me. That is flabbergasting flabbergasting to flabbergasting. me, to me
1: I, I even offered them 10 candy bars <laughs> did you actually yes I did <laughs> actually I told this exact story <laughs> No one would do it.
2: That's amazing. I I feel that's crazy to me because as a kid, the main allure of this trip to Vermont every year was the promise of water skiing. Yeah. Like that was like the thing I wanted to do every <clears throat> single day. Um, So like, as which is weird because as an adult, I still want to go water skiing. But uh, I would say like fishing eventually took over as the, the key activity. Sure. But sure. as a kid, for sure, that was all I could think about. Hey, do you remember Pete and Steve? Oh yeah, I remember Pete and Steve. Ben, there was also. There's this dinghy. No, it's a it's what is it, the blue boat or the dinghy? Yeah, it was the blue boat. It was the blue boat. So this is even smaller than the Glasstron. There's just sort of this like single prop tiny. It's um, It's a rowboat with a prop. It's basically. a rowboat with a propeller, basically. Yeah. It's I don't know, twelve feet long. Sure. Sure. Seems like a good number. Yeah. There's three built-in benches. It's got a live well in the center bench anyway. Um but Ben and I are there's there's like two points off the cove where the cabin is located and this is like the first year ever where Ben and I are—we're out in the boat by ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Really, really determined that we're gonna catch some big bass and we're like just like I don't know. I feel like we were just in a in a fishing zone and we had also had that we were fishing with grubs which were um, like scented yeah. or something and I think we were like these are gold. These are going to work. And we, so we were just you know cast it and reel it back in but we were like determined this is we're absolutely going to catch a big fish and both of us did. Yeah. and yeah. They, were, they were called Pete and Steve because we were doing uh, every so every
1: the way we kept up with how many fish we had caught was by naming each fish based yeah. on the letter of the alphabet. Yeah
2: so So the first fish you caught might be like Adam and the second fish you caught would be like Bartholomew. And you know, so then you could catch, keep track of how many fish you caught based on how far into the alphabet you got.
1: Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So Pete and Steve were pretty far in. Yeah, they were pretty far in. But they was big. They was big. They was big It, mass. Was, it was it was very very exciting uh, mm-hmm. back in those days. Because I do, yeah, I think you're exactly right. It's almost like the way that like you can play like a video game and then realize it's five o'clock in the morning or something. Mm-hmm. You're like, wow, like we have been sitting here and playing this for a long time. I feel like we just went out and we were just out there for hours. Right like fishing.
2: Yeah, oh yeah. Then that and that was like a like a turning point in the in the in that vacation. Yes. Yeah. Um yeah, that was that was fun. I still remember that for sure. I also going back to water skiing. Okay. I want to see if maybe you have any skills of this variety because when it comes to water skiing, uh, you typically I think I think most people would ski on one ski. Like that's that's really water skiing, like slalom. Right. Or yeah, you, yeah. You might learn on two. I don't then... know.
1: I wonder if there even is competitive water skiing that involves. Um being on two skis.
2: I mm, interesting.
1: Because it doesn't it doesn't seem like there'd be I feel like there's too much maneuverability gained by one ski. Yeah.
2: So, I remember Going, I went to like a Boy Scout camp where water skiing, I think was one of the merit badges you could like earn in like, you know, earn inside of a week at this camp. That's what Boy Scout camps are. You can earn like six things at once. Um, But they had water skiing. And so rather than have every kid fail at getting up on one ski, because most people hadn't skied at all, they would, they'd have you drop a ski. Yeah. Like mid, mid ride. And what that
1: means is like you're, you're standing on both skis. And then as you're skiing and the boat is motoring on in front of you, you, yeah. And the ice cold 67 degree Champlain water splashing up in your face. Yeah. You literally take one foot just out of one ski. Right. And leave it. And, and leave you, it. And then you take your other foot and position it very carefully in the grommet behind your front foot.
2: Right. Yes. Yeah. So you were you going along with two. You. You just lift your foot and the one ski will just fly off behind you. Yeah, it's gone. It's gone. <laughs> I mean, someone, you need like a spotter on the boat and you should signal, I'm about to do this because it's going to be easy to miss.
1: And do it somewhere near where you might like return the boat. Like don't yeah, do yeah. it out in the middle of nowhere. Right,
2: right, right. So there's that. But I feel like this is a this is a skill that like, be, maybe it was because our boat wasn't very strong. So it was really hard to get up on one ski behind it. But I feel like this is a skill I am weirdly good at to this day where i can still just drop a ski but if i was like at like a party or something where there was water ski, i'd be like can i get up on two and drop one like i feel like that would be real lame like that's not like an acceptable (laughs) way to go about doing this particular thing but even doing it is kind of hard right oh yeah yeah Yeah. for
1: sure like there's there's a bit of a party trick involved i think with with being able to drop ski that that's what i still do to this day i don't think i've ever gotten up on one ski before Mm -hmm. And and try as i might uh but, yeah, no, This um, I'm right there with you. I mean, I water ski about mm, one day every two years. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. We don't have ready access to boats.
1: Right, right, yet.
2: Or yet. Yet. Yet.
1: Maybe that's what the podcast will become. The Boat Fund. (laughs) Jay, I finally, I conned you into it. I got 10 (laughs) episodes in, and I finally brought up my true motive. The Boat Fund. The Boat Fund. Now I just have to find a way to monetize it.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, Grizzly Umbrellas. Again, use promo code GRIZZLY. We huge. (laughs) We huge.
2: (laughs) or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform you have got to check out. And right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com pop pop. Which, wow, that is a crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's like $40 right there. Anyway, that's arenaclub.com pop pop for 10% off your first purchase.
1: <laughs> um no so i i have had these moments all throughout my life where i swear to you I died. You died. Where I died. Okay. Like, I I have these like these specific moments that I can go back to where I am convinced that my my current living existence is a uh, elaborate part of like the parallel universes wherein I have always lived. Ah. Because the circumstances all but suggest that I died.
2: Okay. So 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 what's happening is every time you're in a dangerous situation in which you do die, the reality in which you don't die takes over as your main reality. As
1: my main reality. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, okay. yeah. So you, interesting view. <laughs> <laughs> you, you have mourned my loss many times, it,
2: but not. But my reality is always the one where you survive.
1: It's true. it's true. Well, this version of you, of course. Yeah. there are many other versions of you that right. are so sad. Oh, so the most sad. Those guys. Okay, um, three of them. One of them, I was learning to do an inward dive on a on a diving board. All these have to do with water, weirdly. <laughs>
2: um, Maybe you should stay on land. <laughs> Maybe you're a land person. <laughs>
1: Maybe my original fear as a child was, like, forewarning, like, water is not your friend. This is not where you belong.
2: (laughs) Meanwhile, Ben's like, aquariums, dude. That's my livelihood. (laughs) Right,
1: exactly. An inward dive is where you go and you stand on the end of the diving board, like you're going to do a backflip. You jump backwards and then actually, like, turn your head towards the diving board and do a dive. Mm. Um, It's kind of tricky to do. The first time I ever did it, I smacked my face on the board and died (laughs) in that reality. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Ow. I'm 100% sure it had to have happened. I saw the board coming at me. I didn't hit it. I didn't even get hit. I don't know what happened, but I swear to you. I don't like I don't know what happened. Even as a as a like 10-year-old kid, I was like that's not right.
2: Oh, I have one of these moments also to do with water. Okay, can we hear it? Absolutely. So, yeah. Um and I don't uh, man, I feel bad even telling the story. Uh-oh. So, Is it we, embarrassing me? It's no, no, no. It's not embarrassing you. It's just not good role modeling. Oh, that's I'll okay. Okay, that. so let's
1: forewarn uh Poor role modeling. Poor ahead.
2: role modeling. Do not attempt at home. Shouldn't have attempted then. But so we're at our friend. Our, we're at our friend's house. He has a pool in his backyard, and he's got a diving board. And uh, I want to say his parents weren't there, and we might have had we might have had a, a, an alcoholic beverage. <laughs> One. What? Just, yeah. You know. We we
1: said we said warning. That's yeah, okay. It's okay. So
2: and uh, so my judgment's not great. Not at its at peak. And um, do I'm um, go off the diving board, and I'm not sure. Are you familiar with a or we, I don't know if this is what it's actually called but as a kid we always called this just a suicide dive okay were you, aptly named
0: yeah
1: it was, you basically jump and you don't put your hands yeah. above your head like in a traditional diving formation it, you
2: you dive like head first dive head first arms at side I have no idea why it was called that or if we invented that title. I know why it was called that because if you hit the ground that way under the water oh you, I see yeah <laughs> you're
1: gonna get hurt real bad you're gonna
2: get hurt real bad so anyway <laughs> I do this I jump in and the, the pool as many backyard pools do has a shallow end there's the hill and then there's a deep end right so i'm aiming right at the hill (laughs) and i this is yeah i'm right i'm pretty convinced in some other reality i died because i'm moot i mean i'm going through the air but in the one the reality i remember um what happened was that I brought my hands up as at the moment I hit the water, and I must have stopped. Like I don't, it doesn't, it doesn't physically make sense how it could have happened. But I just brought my hands up to my head and stopped all momentum and just c- completely froze myself in the water before I hit the ground. What? I have no idea. I'm like, um, I was not smart. that was that was i was so close something just did a physics on me something just did a physics and i don't understand it but that was dangerous so moral of the story is you should not mix alcohol and pools (laughs) (laughs) yeah good call yeah real good call
1: unfortunately for for my next story oh god i'm not even i don't even have the excuse of impaired judgment oh this
2: this was was voluntary
1: voluntary being
2: dumb okay
1: okay so we were uh the 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 very brief backstory to it is that in high school we would do our cross-country camp every year at at appalachian state university yeah um which is in boone north carolina and we would we would go down there and after our last day longest run there was this really gorgeous water that we would all go and it was like a swimming hole and you mm. could you could go and like swim in oh, the water I know you're talking yeah uh, it's called elk river falls mm. um yeah, uh, Coach, tell the people where it is yeah yeah tell the people how to get there Ben, our our yeah. Make... There's a, on on route three you just gotta take a <laughs> right at the stop sign and you're there no i'm kidding none of that is true um other than the existence of the waterfall and everything i'm about to say um so, our coach, strangely, would never let us jump off the 50-foot rock.
2: Ridiculous. I
1: know. Yeah. Insane. What's up with that? So, needless to say, uh, as soon as we graduated, we went back without him and did
2: it. Right. <laughs> um <laughs> We turns out we have cars yeah. and directions. <laughs> and directions.
1: We MapQuested it.
2: Yeah. Ooh, MapQuest. Remember yeah. MapQuest? Yeah, I
1: remember MapQuest. Yeah. The worst. <laughs> Google Maps is so much better.
2: Google Maps is so much better, but in its day, MapQuest. You had to print it out. You did. Right? You had to yeah. print it out. And I remember this about MapQuest. All they really needed was the word, and then do this. Yeah. Because it was always... I feel like it was very unclear. Yeah, anyway.
1: Whatever. Yeah, MapQuest. Anyway, map quest. That, was, that was before you had like a little dot that actually showed you relative to your surroundings where you were. Yeah. You know, you were just like, hmm, where is <laughs> Route 17? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I guess I'll just keep driving until I do or do not see it. Right. Um. Yeah, so that was MapQuest. So we went back. Uh, we jumped off the 50-foot waterfall. No problem. All good. We, we were all very healthy. Got away from it. Uh, do not recommend doing it. Um, but then we found another waterfall uh, called... It's either Twisted Falls or Compression Falls, depending on your search engine. And it's a really cool spot where you can, like, ride, like, a 12-foot, like, waterfall that then, like, drops off to, like, an 18-foot drop into, like, nice, calm, deep water.
2: Lovely. And if that's all you want to go down there and do, great way to spend your afternoon. Yeah, yeah. Total delight. fun.
1: Um, somewhere along the way though, I started doing backflips off things mm-hmm. and I feel like this became a bit of like a Ben Carlin signature was the backflip. Mm. Um, and so as, as like, you know, it'd be like, Oh, let's see if we can backflip off this, you know, like five foot rock, 10 foot rock, 25 foot rock. And then finally we find this like obscure outcropping. Yeah. Like, and I kid you not a legitimate, like, I mean, you were, I was jumping into a canal that was maybe, maybe 30 feet wide. Um. From 50 feet, and I get up there, and every other time I've done a backflip, it was just sort of like, once I'm in the air, I'll know what to do. (laughs) I'll know what to do. And so, like, my palms are sweating. I'm like, gonna do this. Everyone's gonna think it's so cool, and I'm gonna have backflip from this insane height. Well, I jump off the rock, backwards. I'm in the air. I rotate, and then another half rotate. Right. And and then I hit
2: water. Mm. Like
1: my full body is like totally spread out across my back. And I like back flop from 50 feet.
2: Yeah. It was bad. It
1: was bad. Yeah. I mean, it was like, like, I, I think I hit the water and I couldn't have gone more than like three feet underwater because right. like my surface area was so spread out that that's how much the impact like yeah. had slowed me down. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, wham. And the only <clears throat> person who's up in this area with me is the one guy with us who has a torn ACL. Oh, and so right. he's like, he can't yeah. do anything. Yeah. So I come <laughs> up and I'm like, wind completely knocked out of me in water. I'm like, help. <laughs> you know? Yeah.
2: Like, <sighs> like,
1: like, <laughs> i uh, and at this point in time I have no idea if I've broken every bone in my body or what fortunately I didn't.
2: Yeah. No, you were just in severe pain. Severe pain.
1: I think every single muscle in my body that was like so inflamed that the next day I woke up and I was just like sore everywhere. Mm. It was like I had done like 400 lunges on every single
2: muscle I had. Um <laughs> And uh, I remember because I watched you do this maneuver. Uh, <laughs> Thank you
1: From maneuver. Very yeah. very kind way to put it.
2: Yeah. So and it was like so. Yeah, you had like twisted falls at one level, and then you could like climb some rocks, and there was this little basin you could swim in, and then you could climb some rocks, and that's where you landed. And then I was like, way down at Twisted Falls, sort of like like two tiers down. Yeah. Just watching this happen. So I see you. I can't even see you hit the water. I just see you go beneath my line of sight and just hear the smack. Yeah. And I'm just like, ooh. it was like I totally had that fear. Like, wow, ooh, something bad might have really might have just right. happened. Like
1: may, like, may have just witnessed like that moment. Hmm. that have been really bad. And so I was just like, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it, like, I, it makes me like I relive this moment sometimes. Yeah. Like when I'm just driving down the road, like I'll literally just be like, like spaced out thinking Mm. about whatever. And and I will like relive the moment of impact and it's just terrible. It is so terrible. It's so scary, which is why I'm so convinced that I died that day. And I'm so sorry for that reality of you. Um, just absolutely, absolutely terrifying. Yeah. Um, which brings me to my third. That's the most eventful.
2: That's the most eventful.
1: That's the most eventful. But the third one brings us back to water skiing. Oh gosh. Because this one, this one is just cringy.
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Why is it always water? I don't know. I have no idea. Dude, I think back on some of the just absolutely stupid things that we did as teenagers. And I'm like, God, I hope Luke doesn't do that stuff. Right? <laughs> yeah, right? It's, we were, like, that, That the, the, so it was always, it was always you and me and then our two buddies. And the fact that all four of us made it out of all of our stupid adventures together, just completely unharmed, is really, really unbelievable.
1: It it kind of breaks the laws of
2: remarkability a little it, bit. A little bit. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. go on. Tell your deadly waterskiing story.
1: <laughs> it's a good one. Don't you worry. <laughs> okay. So I'm in I'm in Vermont again as an adult and at this point in time, um it's just like me and my friends up there on vacation. And there is one day where um, we have a drone now, yeah. like where we, we like kind of picked up some camera equipment doing the our, our YouTube channel. And uh, our dad has asked me like so many times, like you have to get drone footage of somebody water skiing behind the boat because it's this really old boat that our grandpa has like painstakingly kept in shape for so long so that we can literally go up there and do exactly this. Right. So he's like, he's like, I really, really, really want you to make sure you get video of you water skiing so that we can send it uh, to grandpa. And I was like, okay perfect I will like I'll I taught um alice how to drive the drone i taught my friend steven how to drive the boat you know and like i've done like all these things i have like a lookout on the boats so, like if i fall someone knows all the stuff yeah and um you know i'm out there and i'm like okay i'm gonna drop my ski okay so, yeah, um, yeah, yeah 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 because you know i mean like that's
2: cool so cool so the coolest <laughs> so cool
1: so we're circling back the drone has like i've just like heard it like fly overhead head because drones are kind of like loud and everything and so i go to like you know let my let my ski off in front of the in front of the dock it goes out i start getting speed wobbles
2: Oh. So I know what you're talking about. I, so yeah. like
1: my my like right leg is still in the front roo, ski roo, and it's like wiggling roo, back and forth roo, like yeah. super quick and I'm like trying to like plant my left foot. Totally can't do it. The rope that I'm holding onto the tow rope is like a handle that makes like a triangle to a center point that yeah. you know then goes to the back goes of the, back the, boat. To the boat. Okay. I flip out of my front ski and I swear in the parallel universe, my head went into the triangle. Oh, that'd be real bad. It the worst. Yeah. The, like it, it makes me so upset to think about, but I'm like, I don't know how it didn't happen. Uh. I don't know how it didn't happen <laughs> because like it's the last thing I saw before I hit the water was this triangle coming straight at your face, coming straight at my face. Huh. Yeah. So anyway, um, now that people are never going to listen to the anxiety-inducing Ben Carlin again, I know that's gosh. my stage name. Yeah.
2: Thanks so much for telling this story. <laughs> no problems. No
1: problems. Yeah. Happy to do it. Um, yeah. Those those are my three moments in life that and I can you go back almost to. Died. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Great. <laughs> Thanks for sharing.
1: No problem. <laughs> Everybody need to be clued in on it. I feel oh, like there's man. nothing better than than this particular uh, avenue for me to tell these stories in yeah. the intricate detail that is necessary. Like yeah. the drone, why is that relevant to that story? It just is. I have it on. I have it on videotape. You have
2: it on videotape where you didn't uh, fall through the triangle.
1: Well, did I though? <laughs>
2: There's an alternate drone out there with some very disturbing footage, apparently. <laughs> oh, no.
0: That would be so That's so terrible. The worst. Oh, the no. worst. I
2: don't want to think about it. Even at all.
1: Okay. Wow. Okay. We
2: need a happier topic.
1: We do. Okay. Yeah. So moving on from that, one thing from last week's episode that seemingly everyone and their <clears throat> brother uh, mentioned that I did that apparently was very uh, noteworthy mm. is, you know when you go to the grocery store? Yeah. You know how you have this cage on wheels that you should drive around <laughs> on about 3
2: wheels yeah
1: <laughs> one of them's like spins in circles <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay in the last episode, I referred to this particular object as a buggy. Ah, uh, not a shopping cart. And not a shopping cart. Mm-hmm. Um, what I have discovered is that while we, were, we had just asked in that episode whether or not we have accents, like if we have like a southern accent. Right. And so everybody was like, no, you guys don't have accents. Or, or occasionally someone was like, oh, you guys use like a long O. Right. Um, which is, is particularly indicative of a southern accent. They said the number one thing that made me sound southern was was referring to a shopping cart as a buggy.
2: What's interesting about yeah, it's so funny, yeah, you're right. We got tons of feedback about you just saying the word buggy. Um, but what I think is funny is that I don't even think that's normally what you say. It's not. I like I think I was like, Ben's not a buggy person. He says shopping cart like you're supposed to.
1: Like, okay, except for look, I have a I have a, a heat map mm, of the United mm, States in I'm front of me. At it. Yeah. The heat map suggests that In basically the South, with the exception of Florida, uh, people will refer to it, and as West as Texas, people will refer to it as a buggy. Um, And basically the Midwest, uh, the West Coast, and... um, what is the Florida. north in Florida? In Florida. Uh, it's called a shopping cart. But then get this. Mm. And I need to know if this is real because I have never heard of that. I've heard buggy and shopping cart. Apparently up in New England, they refer to this particular object as a wagon or carriage.
2: That's bananas. Okay, look, at. Uh, let, me, let me just go ahead and talk to this map real quick. Talk at it. Okay, here we go. First of all, I don't think anyone calls it a wagon or a carriage. That's made up. And uh, even though... I've heard people say buggy. That's also the wrong answer. It's a shopping cart. It's a shopping. It's a buggy. shopping cart. And I will. There's no. I don't want to hit. People are gonna be like, oh no, it's it's buggy and it's pop and it's like, oh god. <laughs> this is <Yeah>. strong <laughs> opinions about things that don't matter. About, strong opinions about things that don't matter. Uh, it's called a shopping cart. Uh, this map is so wrong. I don't know anyone in Virginia. It's this map at least denotes Virginia as a buggy state. It does. Uh, I don't know anyone who says buggy because that's not what they're called. And also, I would have thought that maybe, based on this map, like, oh, we must say, if if in fact Virginia is a buggy state, and we say shopping cart, it's probably because our parents are from up north, and they grew up with shopping cart. But alas, this map would also say that where they are from is a wagon slash carriage thing, which makes me have no faith in this map at all. No faith? No faith.
1: But yeah, I found this on Google Images.
2: Yeah, so that's super reliable. (laughs)
1: Okay, yeah. so uh, like anything else, now I'm now I'm super curious to know. Well, I, I, not so much whether or not you call it a buggy or a shopping cart. Which, by the way, when I was saying it, I think I think even as I was like describing my story, I a part of me was thinking that I wanted to describe the thing I was backing into as yeah. a car, and then I, I sort of got like d- I couldn't decide whether or not the thing I would be backing into was a fellow car or somebody with a shopping cart. And for some reason, my mind grabbed buggy out mm-hmm. of like the deep dark archives of words I never say. Right. I have a whole folder in my brain. Space dedicated to words I never say. Right, and my, my hand went straight in there and came up <laughs> came with a boulder
2: Came out with buggy,
1: <laughs> buggy. <laughs> I held it in the air and yeah. Set it on the internet. Set it on the internet. Now everybody knows. But what I really need to know is whether or not you call it anything other than a buggy or a shopping cart. Because I have at least heard those two, but wagon slash carriage, both of those things, unless people are literally dragging them behind them, like I'm imagining people walking in with like a leather, almost like weightlifting belt that has a hitch that they literally like attach to the cart and then drag the cart behind them Um, as as a wagon or carriage. Look,
2: if it's a wagon, then it needs to be pulled. Like, if you're calling it a wagon, then your shopping cart needs to have a handle upon... Then you're, you primarily need to be moving it about by pulling rather than pushing. Can you... And if that is what is happening in your stores, feel free to call it a wagon. If you're calling it a carriage, it needs to have horses. Horses? Yeah. And I don't think many shop... I don't know, but I don't think many grocery stores come with horses. So that's where I'm at.
1: It would be kind of remarkable if there was a grocery store that was like, horse right here? Yeah. Choose your carriage?
2: Yeah. If Choose your One carriage. of the wheels doesn't work? <laughs> the it's the same problem. It's the same problem. It doesn't matter that you've changed vehicles altogether and are shopping out of an actual Oregon Trail wagon carriage. It's way too big of a cart. It's way too big. The aisles are massive, but still, only three wheels work.
1: Right, right, right. And one yeah. of them, one of them, is just freely spinning in all different directions. Yeah
2: absolutely um I'm sure I'm gonna address this because since I mentioned it at all I'm sure people are gonna talk about it um is the words people use to describe soda around the country yeah yeah Yeah. um so a lot of people will, a carbonated beverage, a Coca-Cola. A Coca-Cola. Some, some people do call it Coca-Cola. So I know that in the South, people will say that they call all beverages, all sodas Coke, regardless of whether or not they actually want a Coca-Cola. Um, I think, and then in like the Midwest, they say pop.
1: Yeah, I'm looking up, I'm yeah. pulling up a oh, heat map right map. now. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so pop, soda, Coke or, other, or is, other is the options that okay. this map is giving me yeah. okay
2: um let me just say that to this day when people refer to soda as can you give like could you get me a pop out of the fridge that to me is them trying to make a joke like I don't believe anyone says pop seriously even I I know people are gonna fight back hard on this but I feel like they are like fighting for a cultural identity but they're still not using the right word and that it is a complete intentional joke it well
1: okay so for some reason to me pop seems like something that the, you would have got in the 1920s or something like it almost feels mm-hmm. um like whimsically uh, dated like on yeah. purpose mm-hmm.
2: yes that's what it is it's whimsically like, dated like
1: you would go to a soda bar for a pop
2: right right if you went to a soda bar you could order a pop but i'm if i'm like which is funny because we call it a soda bar right to order a pop exactly not a pop bar <laughs> Or order, order it, a soda. Or you order soda water and sugar. <laughs> yeah. Mm, soda bars. Not even a thing. Not even a thing. <laughs> they must exist somewhere. Actually, but.
1: I do think there's a <clears throat> kind of sort of soda bar. It's a non-alcoholic bar opening in Roanoke.
2: Right. Now, see, for like... <laughs> now, when people say they call it Coke, I feel like I'm even more willing to give that a pass in the... Because, because the Coca-Cola headquarters is in Atlanta, Georgia. Sure. Right? And so... I have to imagine coca-cola being like one of like has to be one of the top 10 biggest brands in the world that their impact on the surrounding area has been massive through the years and that one i bet most people literally just are drinking a coke like an actual like brown water coke right actual coca-cola coke diesel right
1: but like yeah. I, see i i have a hard time understanding the context in which somebody would say like what kind of a coke would you like right like that that to me it, it feels almost too all-inclusive like i can't imagine Imagine the circumstance where you're like, yeah, like I'm having a Coke and like somebody brings you a Sprite and like, and they, they were able to correctly interpret that what you wanted when you wanted a Sprite is a Coke. Like I have no idea how in the parts of the country where everybody refers to it as a Coke, you would ever order a Sprite. Right. But I'm perfectly okay calling... Basically, a, a, what is Pepsi? What is a Coke? And basically, I would say even Dr. Pepper and Mr. Pibb, I would, I would maybe throw under this blanket category of like, I'm okay with calling all of those Coke.
2: As like dark brown soda.
1: Yes, carbonated soda. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, Here's the real thing. Here's the real thing: is that I think for the most part, I just if, I don't even drink, I don't I don't know why I have so strong opinions about this because I don't even drink soda. Strong
1: opinions about things that don't matter. Strong
2: opinion. Yeah, this is this is what this whole this is what the whole pop cast ah, is about. I see what we <laughs> should change the
1: name of it to Soda Corn Culture.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows when you're saying pop, you're talking about popcorn, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if 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 I'm consuming really any beverage, uh, like if I was consuming any soda, I would just say the name. Of the very specific brand. You know? So, like uh, I'm uh, like I'm having a Coke or I'm having a Sprite or I'm having a Mountain Dew. That that is yeah,
1: no, that is precisely what I would say too. So like if we if we were having like a LAN party, for example, I would I would say that we will we, we will be serving Mountain Dew code red.
2: Well, yeah, if you're having like a all-night yeah Xbox Halo, Halo yeah. two party.
1: Extravaganza.
2: <laughs> extravaganza, there's really only one beverage you could be consuming. Dibs on the banshee. Dibs on the banshee yeah, right. <laughs> I got your first. Uh uh, there is, I'm sure some of our listeners will remember the joys of inviting 15 friends over to play Halo 2 all okay. night long in your friend's garage. Yeah. Do you, okay. <gasps> the strangest thing
1: about this is that I would say one of the most fun evenings that I had in all of high school mm. was the night that we went to the one time we went to a LAN party yeah. at Danny Bishop's house. Right.
2: We had a name drop. Yeah. 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 Danny Bush Bishop. He's going he's <laughs> to be like your pilot friend who suddenly gets a ton of friend requests. Oh my gosh. Should I ever
1: talk about that?
2: <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Let's, 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 well, finish your story. We could loop back to. Okay.
1: So anyway, um, we had a kid who was in my, my grade and one night, I think he sat next to me in history. He was just like, Hey, we're having like a LAN party tonight. Do you, or like, do you know anyone else who wants to come? So you and I went, uh, we like had brought our Xbox and there was like seven TVs set up in there and we just had like a whole bunch of junk food and it was just super fun. We literally just played Halo the whole night. Right. And it was, it was a total blast, but it was like people that we weren't super close friends with. Uh, but for some reason it just never occurred to me to just keep doing those with like our, our friends. Mm. It was like, I went and I was like, Wow. What a fun thing to
2: do. Right. That's it. That was it. It (laughs) happened.
1: It's too bad I can't recreate this exact thing every weekend. I
2: think the true glory of parties like that is that in order to do it successfully, you needed, you know, 14 to 16 people there, and rarely did you just... Readily have available 14 to 16 friends. Sure. Yeah, that's a good point. So it's a, it almost definitionally forces you to like leech out into the uh, fringe friend group who might be interested in doing this which is a great way to make new friends which is exactly or, who we were yeah we, we were those we were people. the fringe we were the fringe we <laughs> man i fringed in hard cuz i i came this was mostly people in your grade and you were like i, I can fill out the party my, my brother could come yeah, yeah yeah so i i really had no business there but it was whatever. great though it, it was, was great it was super fun yeah. Um, and then actually this is so funny. Since as adults, you did try and recreate this party or right, a party like this one night, and uh as it turns out, LAN parties are basically not doable at all anymore. Not with a modern Xbox. Now with a modern Xbox. You'd have to have a bunch of the old Xboxes, I guess. Right,
1: which is the funny thing was, um, we had just bought several Xboxes for office use so that we had them for, like, different gaming channel-related things. So that was part of, like, the way that I was able to accomplish it at all. So we, right. like we had just got, like, several Xboxes, and I was like, oh, this will be so great. We'll have everybody over. And as it turns out, I would have been way better off going on Craigslist and buying, like, five Xbox Ones. Right. And then being able to actually wire them together so that we were on like a home network. Right, because
2: what ended up happening was we had <clears throat> however many Xboxes we accumulated that night from people bringing them over and stuff, and even though we were all playing in the same house on several TVs spread out across your the first level of your home... We
1: were still playing We were on all the playing
2: online, not via LAN, which is where you're all connected to each other via, you know, wire.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
2: so we were all playing on the internet together... In the same room. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was glorious. Yeah, it was.
2: It was like, you know, this is effectively the same thing. Yeah, no, we, yeah. we
1: got it done. We need to do another one of those soon. Absolutely, yeah. we yeah. do.
2: Absolutely, we do.
1: The other hilarious story, though, we uh, we talked about my pilot friend, who I think maybe was in, like, one of the very first episodes of Popcorn Culture. Yeah. Um, I have no idea if we ever came back and readdressed this in a future episode or not. I don't think but, so. Um, we, I had talked about how one of my friends is an airline pilot and how his Instagram is, like, so cool because he has all these, like, really awesome pictures, you know, from this spot that so few people get to be in. Yeah. You know, like he's got such unusual access to planes yeah. and the views of planes. And um. <laughs> so after that, I think we linked it in the, in the bio and uh, or in the show notes. And he messaged me and he was like, dude, I have gotten like 75 follow requests from people listening to apparently your podcast. Question and mark. I haven't talked to this guy in probably like, you know, three years or something like <laughs> right. that. So, Oh, the sheer glory of it. The yeah. sheer glory. Yeah. Well, so shout that's... out to Ruben Chapman the seventh.
2: Yeah, we'll put we'll link to his Instagram in the show notes. <laughs> Again. Again. <laughs> We're gonna make your Instagram famous, Ruben.
1: Yes. Yes.
2: You have no idea.
1: Oh my gosh. Go. Okay, so the last the last token that we can touch on before we, we close out today's episode is people have pointed out that I say Shirley oh. a lot. Please don't call me Shirley. <laughs> You will have just made so many people I know. so happy. I
2: have gotten so many requests... From people saying, every time Ben says "Surely, surely Jay is going to respond with, please don't call me Shirley. surely, surely." Uh, yeah. Naturally.
1: I don't, I, I don't think, I think it is a, um, it is a word that I think I have found that when we are specifically communicating on the podcast, I'm using because there, there is like this phenomenon of improv that I think we're getting to practice by doing this where mm. it's sort of like the yes and. Yeah. Uh, and. like.
2: <laughs> yeah, why?
1: <laughs> yeah, why? Um the whole thing is that of course like we don't we don't let a conversation run to an end. We are, we're, the goal is to stretch it it's and to keep it.
2: having a conversation.
1: Exactly. Surely. So, I think for some reason it is like a, a a word crutch that
2: I have found that I use
1: specifically in the context of recording podcasts
2: as a way to carry on conversation. Right. It's a it's a conversational bridge.
1: Yeah. 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 And so that's it. That's that's why I keep saying it.
2: There you go. Well, because I don't notice it. Maybe <clears throat> may, I'm going to try and listen in real life to see if you use the word "surely." more often than a normal person might otherwise ever use it
1: man it blows me I, I know that i must i must say it more than never because i have heard people say to me please don't call
2: me shirley the fact that that joke from the if you for the uninitiated the ending a sentence or saying shirley and someone saying please don't call me shirley is a joke from the movie airplane which i don't even know when it came out like in the 70s sure but it is a joke that has endured strong
1: i just said sure <laughs>
2: Man, there it is. Maybe
0: I'm worse about it
2: than I thought. But I wonder: am I doing this too? Is there a word I'm leaning on? Do I say a particular word a lot or a phrase? Hmm. No, Let you're you're
1: constantly original and creative with That's your word right. choices
2: all of the time. You would never say buggy. I would. Yeah, I would. I would never make a mistake like that. Of course not. Absolutely not.
1: Goodness, guys, we've covered so many different things in, in today's episode of the Pop. If you guys have any moments. Or the soda. Where you're in the soda. If you guys have had any moments in your life where you are fairly certain that you entered into a parallel universe where you continue to survive, be sure to send us your stories. Uh, You can email them to popcornculturepod at gmail.com, or you can find us on Twitter. I can never remember our actual handle name. A Popcast. At A, capital P-O-P, cast. Yeah. Caps don't matter,
2: but yes. I, no, that. they matter to me. Okay, they know. matter to you. Also, I'm do gonna give me. a shout out to our Reddit page because <laughs> I was just checking it out before this episode, and there was more action on it than I might have expected. Really? So just R slash popcorn culture. Go give that. Go give it a check it out if you want to discuss some stuff.
1: There you go. Yeah. Also, there is one last thing that we that I ha- I have to I have to call to. Okay. Once upon a time we talked about loofahs. Oh, yeah. Did do you-, you mean do you mean body mops? Body mops. <laughs> Is actually, so what we were, what we were discussing the whole time we were trying to describe these, these like mesh, um, plastic sponge things yeah. that are decidedly better than washcloths. Oh, yes. With an F. Yeah. Washcloth. Washcloths. Um, I was like,
2: Ben, be careful. You just said washcloths were <laughs> wrong. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Did it on purpose. Yeah. Um, <laughs> watch out for that. Watch out. <laughs> Someone's going to notice. Yeah. Um, it turns out they are called body
2: mops, well, which is horrid. No. I think this brand. Uh, someone said it to us. Wilco is calling their loofah a body mop. Um, but I think the what what we found was the consistent title for them was poofs.
1: Poofs. Okay. Poofs. Well, I did Shower a. Poofs. I just I just Google searched body mop. Yeah. And they do come up the very thing. There's also a single image of a child with what looks like um, mop material attached to its onesie. Or cleaning the floor as they crawl,
2: hilarious. So that's
1: a pro tip for you to take home to the twins.
2: Yeah, yeah. Keep yeah. your floors clean. That's right. Thanks the children. That's right. They'll just scoop it right on up. There you go. And this body mop sounds so gross.
1: It does. I not I hate the sound <laughs> it of like sounds mops.
2: Like someone is taking an old mop and giving you a shower. By with just it rubbing it on you
1: mops are are dirty always always like, the, you are not cleaning the floor with a mop you are you are you are like spreading dirt into smaller dirt, yeah, mops are gross mops are mops are disgusting, yeah. and a, a body mop is not a title that i 'll ever adopt, maybe I will though this is sometimes I like things that don't make sense, yeah like, you're yeah. gonna be
2: like, yo, hey, when you're at the grocery, could you make sure you <laughs> throw in a body mop to the buggy? <laughs>
1: yes yes
2: oh my gosh and alice is gonna be like i don't know what any of that just meant um i'm getting i'm getting arby's for dinner
1: there you go yeah i'm bailing on it i'm bailing i'm, I'm bailing on the groceries altogether because yeah. of what you just said <laughs> all right guys until next time pop pop